Do you want to tell them the purpose of today of why we're even like doing this? Yeah. I'm listening to your neighbor's hood. You're listening. You're listening to your neighborhood, a podcast for uncomfortable culture conversation, specifically about race. With Hannah and Jackie. We have spent all season talking about the world that we live in, but we wanted to end in our season finale by hearing what's going on for you guys. And I saw something else that was like, if you don't have a mentor who is younger than you, like if you get to be a certain age and you're not also looking to people younger than you to hear what their perspectives are and to learn, then you're going to miss some major shifts in thinking. And so we wanted to just give an opportunity to hear from you guys. I would ask how school's going, but I'm sure everybody asked that question. So (laughs) I'm sure it's going as good as it can, right? Is that what we'll say? Yeah, as good as it can. That's how I feel. So we are in the business of having uncomfortable culture conversations, specifically about race. Today, we're just pulling you guys in from a place of getting a better understanding and we firmly believe nothing about us without us so who are we to talk about what you guys are doing or what you think the world looks like without having you present so i think everybody in this room is from 13 to 18 are you 17 i turn 18 at the end of next month so like oh so close (laughs) she 18 she 18 so close let's start with that I'm curious to know what issues you guys are most passionate about. Are we crickets, 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 crickets? (laughs) I think maybe one thing for me as someone who's trying to go to college is like college debt and what's available to help students pay for college. It's really stressful to, you know, try to figure out how you're going to pay off these loans and, you know, whether you can get the job in the field you want to pay off the loans. So it's it's a lot for a child to take on before going out into the world, personally. Yeah, and it impacts the decisions you're making right now, right? <laughs> yeah. I personally work two jobs, and I work those two jobs to save up money to pay for wow. school eventually. That's tough. I just couldn't imagine. I, I mean, I think I feel like right now you have to think about that younger and younger. Like, okay, you've already you just flat out said, how how am I going to pay off these loans before you even have a line of credit? <laughs> before you even picked a school. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing. Who else? For me, it's the presidential debates that tickles my ear. So the candidates for me, they don't really seem to, it doesn't, America's future doesn't look too bright for me. And seeing um, the events with the um, Breonna Taylor and the George Floyd and that guy who had a mental breakdown in the street, I'm not really feeling too great about America with both of those things. Understood. It's sort of something that's been at the forefront right now. My husband is 
how um, they're going to get us back to school and how, yeah, how um, they're going to deal with COVID and get us back in school. Hoping they find something to cure COVID and end it. Yeah. I could see that. Oh, on that, for my English class, we have to write a persuasive essay on a topic, and we had to research something on the news, and my topic that I picked was herd immunity in terms of combating COVID-19, and it's through TCC, so I'm technically a TCC student, so I can use their databases, so I've been using, like, um, peer-reviewed articles to kind of research the topic and understand more about it and I'm really concerned that they might actually move forward with this because it's not looking like the best choice like in all the articles I've read it's saying that vaccines are a more efficient and controlled and safe way to create herd immunity versus just shutting down all the restrictions and letting people run around and it's like millions of people could die before we actually get the herd immunity that they want like we don't even know what the numbers are it's looking like 60 or 40 percent of people have to catch it in order to be immune to it and we don't even know if they'll be immune to it after catching it like we don't know enough about this virus so i'm really concerned that the government is just not being smart about this the way your face looked made me think about as the way i watch a zombie apocalypse just people running around <laughs> just the way you <laughs> is that what you see when you think herd immunity like just people running basically around. it's like sneezing on each other being like <laughs> it's terrible uh i actually am back at school right now i'm one of those people and i can honestly say that like there are times when like the rules aren't being followed or like enforced like there are teachers walking around with no masks on so it's like wow why are we even back if you're not going to follow the rules like it just makes no sense yeah wow. for the first time in my life i want to be back in school <laughs> but you want to be back in a safe space right where the people that are in charge of your responsibility are also being safe right right how does that make you feel when you see that? Because we're old people, right? Like essentially we're probably your teacher's age, but how does that make you feel when you see those types of things, knowing that we're the next generation too to step into leadership? I'll be honest, it's kind of frightening because some of the teachers that are doing this and adults even like out and about right now that don't wear their masks, they're definitely high risk in age. And like, it just shows like, do you not even care about your own health, let alone the health of other people? And if you don't value your own life. I don't really want you leading my country. Understood. Gosh, I, I feel the same. I feel the same way. Yeah. Sorry, I think it's really frustrating because like I said, I work two jobs and both of them are food service jobs. So I have to deal with people on a daily, regular basis. And sometimes people come in without their mask on and it's like, you know, could you please put your mask on and they'll be cool about it. And then sometimes they'll, like the other day, this woman said to me, I have antibodies I can't catch or give. And I'm like, that doesn't even make sense. (laughs) Please just put your mask on. (laughs) Uh, And she did. But it's really frustrating because there's so much misinformation. Like, I don't think she even knew what that meant, you know, when she said it, because 
most of the people that I encounter at work are not medical professionals. So it's kind of a matter of, you know, just kind of listen and pay attention and just please try to do what you're told because <laughs> it'll make everything so much easier for all of us. <laughs> In the mail, I've been getting a lot of stuff about someone named Natalie Peloso or something like that. Nancy. Nancy. Yeah. yeah. And another guy, and they're like, I just see them going back and forth all on TV and in the mail. I seen one today where Nancy had a picture on the back of a piece of mail where the other guy was in flames talking about don't vote for him or something like that. And I was just like, what's the big deal? Like, why? That's like disrespectful just to talk about someone like that or just to be rude to someone just because you want to win something. Uh, I watched the vice presidential debate. And what did you think about it? <sighs> it was, it was immature and it was more like comedy than expressing who they were as candidates. It was a petty fight. Would you say that because a lot of the information that you get, you, you I mean, after you digest it, you get memes? No, no. I didn't, I didn't look at those till like two days later. <laughs> so here's That's... an important thing, right? Is that there's a lot of misinformation. Next question I would say is, so where do you guys get your news from? Hi, funny. What's I, what's I funny? It's a platform where you find jokes and stuff. And hold on, let me go through. CNN, TMZ, Great Big Story, Flipboard, Newzella, and yeah, I funny. So you got a couple different sources that you get from your phone. So you're getting it right from your phone. Yes, and then okay, there's the news on TV. Okay. What what's which state what what stations do you typically watch? WTKR. I think that's what it was. Thirteen. Uh, yeah, that's the only one I know. Okay. How about the rest of you guys? Do you guys do you even take in news? Is like like cause I know I went through a stretch where I was like, I'm not reading the news. I personally don't watch the news. But I'll be scrolling through my Instagram feed and I'll see something and I've learned to fact check it first before I believe it. So like more recently has been the hashtag NSARS. So I didn't know what that was. So I made sure to look it up first and have background information on it before I posted it to my story or like gave it to someone else and sent it around just because it's really easy to just make something up and put it on there. Like with the political memes and everything, you have to make sure that somebody actually said that and that actually happened first. So I'll, I'll look it up on like the New York Times or something. I'll try to find a .gov website. I'll usually just go on Google, but I don't have any specific networks that I go to. Usually I would go to CNN or I would go to the Glass Household. That's my favorite place. <laughs> <laughs> or I actually go to this app on my phone. It's called Likewise. It's really helpful. I can look at podcasts and what's going on with Trump and 
And I go to Billboard. Honestly, I get the majority of my news from like social media apps like Twitter and also like TikTok sometimes. But like with TikTok, I like fact check it if it's not like from a credible source. Like with Instagram, that's a good place to find topics. And they also a lot of the times like link sources if you want to learn more about a specific thing that's going on in the world. But from there, you can find topics that you wouldn't really think about and do more research on them specifically. It's perfect because our next question after where you got your news was how do you determine what's a fact? It's so cool that you guys are already answering that. Yeah. I think it's tough too to figure out what's factual because there's a lot of misinformation. My niece told me about a TikTok. I didn't even know that people were putting out so much educational stuff on TikTok. When I see it on social media, I'll end up looking it up to see if it's true or anything like that. Have you guys found yourselves in situations where you are speaking with people and they're saying something that you're like, this is crazy? I had one um, when my sister, my sister thought that COVID wasn't real and black people couldn't get it at first too. And we was just fussing about it at first too. Did you convince her? <laughs> yes, because it was a lot of people who was black and courted. <laughs> so people had to catch it <laughs> got it so it's mostly disagreements that I really can't say anything to the other person because they'll happen at work so as an employee like I can't really talk to a customer like that I just have to hand them off to a manager or something and most of my friends are sensible, and the ones that aren't, I just ignore <laughs> because there's just no point in wasting your time at a certain, like, at a certain point. I'm just, like, you know, if you don't believe it at this point, it's not my fault. <laughs> I can't convince you. <laughs> so, but it's really frustrating. Yes. Oh, my goodness. My uncle was here three months ago, and... We were talking about his one-year-old son and my sister had lots of toys and he was his son was playing with him and then he was talking about oh I don't want my son playing with those toys those are girl toys and stuff like that and I was like they're not girl toys they're just toys like there's that's being sexist and he was like no I don't want him playing with Barbies because boys that play with Barbies they all come out gay and stuff like that and I was like no they don't they can play with whatever they want to play with and we were arguing for like a while wow that's pretty brave um well it's just I don't know with like the little boys that play with Barbie dolls it's just like angering like <laughs> It just makes no sense. Like, there's no backing to that. I don't understand where they came from with that. Yeah, um, sometimes I'll text my two friends that I've stayed in contact since the quarantine, and they'll just email, text me on some political or questions and stuff, and I'll tell them something, and they'll di we'll disagree, and then we'll just go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. It'll get educational, and sometimes it'll get a little bit um, violent in speech. But in the end, everybody comes out learning something. 
But I really respect that because it's very tempting right now to just talk to people who you agree with. And so many people don't talk to people who think something different than them. So that leads us to this question. On a scale of 1 to 10, how open-minded do you consider yourself to be? And then as a follow-up, I want to know what you think being open-minded looks like. Oh, like a like a four or five. Zero is closed-minded? Yeah. Why do you give yourself a four or five? I get unfocused too fast, basically. So you feel like maybe you shut down and you can't take in any more information? Yes. That's understandable. I consider myself to be a three. <laughs> My mom has tried to convince me to go skydiving. Will not do it. I'm afraid of heights. I do not like roller coasters or anything similar. But I I don't like trying new things at all. I will not try any new foods. My mom has tried to get me to try vegan mushroom sandwiches. Nope. Um, I'd rate myself maybe like a three because, okay, if we're on like the topic of politics, I identify as like really left wing. So when I like start talking to someone who's like really right wing, it's, I don't know, I start like making assumptions, I guess, which, which I guess like isn't like a really great thing to do if I haven't really like talked to them yet, but you know, I don't know. I guess just most right-wing people I've met are kind of, uh, uh, we don't agree on many, any topics, honestly. I'm kind of the opposite, I guess, because, I don't know, like, my entire family is, like, opposite, complete opposite of me. It was, like, pretty much everything, so I've kind of learned to, like, listen to their opinions, too, but I don't know. Like, I'll listen to just about anyone on any topic that they want to talk about, but I don't know. I won't change my opinion, so I don't know if that makes me less open-minded or not, because they probably can't change how I view it, but... How'd you rate yourself? Um, maybe, like, a six or a seven. I'd say maybe... Like a six or a seven, like because I'll listen, but I don't probably won't change my mind is true because to me, there's definitely things we can disagree about. We can disagree about like what movie is the best movie. We can disagree about which food tastes better. But at a certain point, we can't disagree about like moral issues like um like race or things like that. You either believe people should have rights or you don't. You know, we can't disagree on that. And for that, you know, I'll listen. Yeah, you got, you're getting some head nods. People are believe. yeah, it makes yeah. sense. I'll say it too, I'll shut down. I won't say nothing, I'll just shut down, so. I thought that everybody would err towards being more open-minded than what they really were. I mean, I I don't know you guys that well, but everybody's rated themselves as way less open-minded. Do you have any opinion about that? Because I would probably say that I'm more open-minded than I really am. I would probably give myself a higher score. But when I get into a conversation with somebody who I know is coming to the table with some things that feel like, like not things we can disagree on, then I just, I also... I just clam right up. 
I'm trying to work through that, but do you think that's a thing to work through or no? Yeah, I think that mm-hmm. the clamming up, like, it's not really a good thing, I guess, just because, like, for the other person, it makes them think that, like, they've won the conversation, when in reality, like, you're still disagreeing with them, and... I don't know, like, obviously, if your safety is at risk, like, if they will beat you up because of your opinion, sometimes it is better to not say it, but I don't know. I think being confident in your opinions is a good thing and something that you should probably strive for, I guess. We're saying it on a scale of open-mindedness, but you brought up the idea of thinking of it as how confident are you in your opinions. I like that way of thinking about it. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking the same thing. I was like, wow, you guys are really honest. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah note I, to self, get more honest on our podcast. <laughs> uh, uh, I, because I, I think I share some of your sentiments. When I express how open-minded I am, it depends on what the conversation is. There are some negotiables and there are some non-negotiables. And you're not going to change my mind. Uh, but, but if we're talking about race things, you probably won't be able to change my mind. However, I will say that there have been things that I've learned that have altered my, my point, but not necessarily my stand. I think it's really situational to say how open-minded you are. And if I understand a lot of what you guys are saying, your open-mindedness wasn't based on your ability to receive information but your willingness to change what your thoughts are. Do you find yourself sometimes when you're trying to have conversations about things where you're, someone is trying to alter your opinion or provide you a better understanding of theirs that you, it's hard to have empathy? Yeah, especially if their opinion is hurtful for other people. Like if they're saying like homophobic things and trying to like enforce that on me, like I can't feel empathy for you. It just makes me angry. I don't, like, even if they're like, it's just my religion, like, I can't, that's not going to make me feel bad for you. I don't understand. Yeah, because we always practice that empathy is a muscle, and you have to, like, work it out, or you'll, like, lose it. Sometimes. Tell me a little bit about those times where it is really hard to do that. It's really hard when people hurt your feelings. She was right about that. So... I think, yes, it can be hard to empathize, especially when there are topics that shouldn't be negotiable, like homophobia and things like racism and like choice over your body and things like that. Those are things that I find really hard to empathize with the other person because I think that they don't have empathy for the people that they're talking about. So it's almost difficult to see them where they're coming from when I don't think they fully understand what the people they are talking about, how their opinion and people who think like them impact their lives. Good point. And so when you're having these conversations about homosexuality, race, religion, politics, like all those hot button items, who do you guys feel most comfortable talking about these sorts of things with? You. <laughs> so like your family you feel comfortable talking about it with your family and friends my family is pretty much opposite for the opinions so I don't really talk to them a lot about that kind of stuff unless they start the conversation but yeah like my friends we all kind of agree on the topics, so we can have pretty good conversations about that kind of stuff I will 
usually talk to uh, my best friend about it. Like I have two best friends, my girl best friend. I'll talk to her about it. Um, and we'll have really good conversations like over FaceTime. It'll it'll come up naturally. It's not like our intention is to talk about those topics. It'll come up because it's what's happening around us and it affects us. So I feel really comfortable discussing things with her. So if we're talking political beliefs or like social beliefs, stuff like that, I usually, I talk to my parents about that a lot because they have a lot of the same views as me. I'm a little bit more extreme than them, but for the most part, we agree on most stuff. And, you know, I feel I won't get like kicked out of the house (laughs) for what I believe in, you know? And unfortunately that's like a reality for some people or some people my age even, like 14 and younger. Yeah, they accept me for who I am. So, you know, I like I can like trust them. Mm-hmm. I'll talk to my mom or my dad. Yeah. You feel safe talking to them? Yes. I talk to my best friend. I talk to my friend or my cousin. And sometimes I even talk to myself about it. Oh, I, yeah. I do that so much. I spend so much time talking to myself. I spend maybe too much time talking to myself about these things. <laughs> I get a little bit in a spiral and need to talk to a friend. <laughs> I feel most comfortable talking with my friends because I'll know that they're telling me the truth when they're telling me the truth and not just agreeing with me, just to agree. And they'll, they'll hurt my feelings. They won't hold it back. They'll say everything they mean. So you like punishment, huh? Honesty. Oh, Honesty, no. Miss Jackie. <laughs> I'm just oh, messing. No. I'm just messing. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> so how does that make you guys feel that we're in a time where you may have friends around you that can't fully express themselves on just basic human rights or little bit of political beliefs at home that that suppression is happening in many different pockets of the world and like how do you deal with that or does that is it something that doesn't doesn't really pass your mind when i have a friend that's going through something like that i wish that i could help them you know i wish i had the money to afford my own apartment and be like come live with me it will be okay we will create our own community and just create a safe space but you know it's it's really hard to live in a place, I imagine, where you can't be who you want to be. Like, if you're gay and your parents are extremely homophobic, it must be really hurtful to have people you love. You know, if they found out, maybe they wouldn't love you the same. And I just, I can't imagine that kind of hurt. I guess it's more like that their parents' love wasn't unconditional, but that like as soon as they expressed themselves, immediately all of those like memories and everything, like gone. It's like it's like the only thing that matters to their parents instead of them just being who they are. They don't love you. <laughs> no, it's like it's like they don't love you, but like they love like what they think like I don't know. I don't know how to say it. The idea of you. Yeah, like like the idea of like you being like like the perfect child and as soon as you go against their ideals, it's like, oh no. Mm-hmm. You don't like you. That seems to be a tough one. 
Before we get to our very last question, if you had one thing that you could say, like you could just go outside and yell at the world right now, this is a moment where we can kind of like get that into a few more ears. Is there one thing on your heart that you want for the world? Like I miss like a wish you could throw out or even like a thing that you would say to people who are of age to vote right now because you can't vote yet. So is there something you want to be heard? My thing, just in general, not even really having to do with voting, is just stop hurting each other. Like, stop hurting other people, stop killing each other, you know, just try to listen and be peaceful with yourself and other people. It's not that hard. (laughs) I guess something that I would want people to remember is that In the United States, we have a thing where religion does not mix with politics, and you shouldn't use that as a big part of your debate for any topic because it doesn't mix with it at all, and they're separate things. It's probably good form for us to stay neutral here, but... (laughs) That's what she said. She said what she said. Because we said, right? A separation of church and state. Then why are we not going by our own constitution? Everybody need to work together a little bit more. I would scream out, trust, but verify, okay? Because I feel like people have lost critical thinking because they're so like hypnotized into whatever that an issue is that they forgot their critical thinking. Trust, but also think for yourself. I'd yell out, use the taser, because you see so many police these days shooting suspects that suspects that look like they're about to do something dangerous. And there's um, I heard there was a protocol against using the tasers because it hurts the human body too much. But there's no protocol against using the guns. So I'd say use the tasers and we wouldn't have any of these people dying. I mean, unless they go into shock, but that's not really likely. The bird is seconding you in the background. I hear your bird. Oh. (laughs) He's like, yes, okay, yes, yes, I agree. I agree with everyone. (laughs) Okay. Am I allowed to get like, like, yeah, as much as you want. Okay. Basically, if you still support Trump, then you are a bad person. At this point, if you like still are voting for Trump in this upcoming election, then I, I just I just don't think you have any morals left. And I think you're just doing it for your own personal benefit because you're just so caught up in your own privilege that you just don't have like any empathy left for other people in this country. Honestly, at this point, like I don't feel bad saying that because like you know, if you still support Trump, you're invalidating others' lives, you know? Like, um, so no, I don't feel bad calling someone out for supporting him. I would just say respect life over institutions and corporations. To me, that seems to boil it all down because I include in that the earth, um, our environment, just respect living things over money and greed. And we want to end on a positive note. So we're in the middle of uh, a pandemic and an election and things are looking pretty gloomy. What is bringing you joy right now? Or it could be. Um, 
what makes me happy is I still have my family. Yeah, I've been rewatching Gilmore Girls lately on Netflix, and it's just the cutest show. You know, you can't help but be happy when you watch it. What's making me happy is that there's still Pocky in this world. Um, what's making me happy right now is probably just like my friends. Looking for human connection, I can tell you that. Like in the beginning of quarantine and everything, I had a lot of time on my hands, so I got into writing again. So that was a lot of fun for like the entire summer and uh, Tetris on the Chromebook. <laughs> <laughs> what's bringing me joy is these recent conversations with my friends and um, just recently being able to go outside and play sports. And um, I just brought my grades up in like a day. So I was on clutch and um, what's making me happy is the bird likes me now. <laughs> and can we just let it be known for the audio people that they don't get to see this, that there's a bird on your head as you're saying this, whose name is Early, yes. right? Yes. Is it okay to, if the bird is not anonymous? Yes, okay. it's uh, it's okay. okay. Pretty sure it won't matter. <laughs> and, um, oh, yeah, also, I just got to start bowling on Saturdays. I like that. Yeah, that's what's making me look forward to being a person that's the best way it could have ever been said <laughs> any parting words no any favorite quotes wear a mask say, say it again wear a mask please wear a mask okay i do have a quote that i really really liked it's because like Today, there's a whole bunch of people that are feeling very cross with certain things, like comedy is being offensive, so they shut it down. Just recently, Chris Pratt, he, because Chris Pratt supports Trump, people are trying to shut him down. And it's like, let people have their opinions. And people think movies are, are bad because they've got certain things in them. Like, so... I had a quote from Mark Twain that I just saw, and it was censorship is telling a man you can't have steak just because a baby can't chew it. And it's that quote really, I really like that quote because it's like some people aren't gonna like things, but that doesn't mean that you have to cut the whole world off from something. Yeah. Nice. I'll end on that. We hope that you have all the tools, parts, and materials to feel loved, to feel supported, to feel like your voice matters, and that you can do and be great things.